New Vision is a church that places high value on Scripture. The Bible is made up of 66 books, and in this next portion, we're going to be going through a few of those books as a church family. We hope this tool encourages you and equips you to lead your life well. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, welcome back to the New Vision podcast. Once again, this is Todd Briner, student pastor and online pastor at New Vision, joining you today. And today we're taking a transition from the instructions for the priest, the high priest and the priest's garments for what they would wear, into how they're going to dedicate them and prepare them for actually beginning their ministry serving God for the people in the tabernacle. And so we're looking at Exodus 29, 1 through 25. It says, This is the ceremony you must follow when you consecrate Aaron and his sons to serve me as priests. Take a young bull and two rams with no defects. Then using choice wheat and flour and no yeast, make loaves of bread and thin cakes mixed with olive oil and wafers. Spread with oil. Place them all in a single basket and present them at the entrance of their tabernacle, along with the young bull and two rams. Present Aaron and his sons at the entrance of the tabernacle and wash them with water. Dress Aaron in his priestly garments, the tunic, the robe worn with an ephod, the ephod itself, and the chest piece. Then wrap the decorative sash of the ephod around him. Place the turban on his head and fasten the sacred medallion to the turban. Then anoint him by pouring the anointing oil over his head. Next present his sons and dress them in their tunics. Wrap the sashes around the waist of Aaron and his sons and present their special head coverings on them. Then the right to the priesthood will be theirs by law forever. In this way you will ordain Aaron and his sons. Bring the young bull to the entrance of the tabernacle where Aaron and his sons will lay their hands on his head. Then slaughter the bull in the Lord's presence at the entrance of the tabernacle. Put some of the blood on the horns of the altar with your finger and pour out the rest at the base of the altar. Take all the fat around the internal organs, the long lobe of the liver, and the two kidneys, and the fat around them, and burn it all on the altar. Then take the rest of the bull, including its hide, meat, and dung, and burn it outside the camp as a sin offering. Next, Aaron and his sons may slay their hands on the head of one of the rams, then slaughter the ram and splatter its blood against all sides of the altar. Cut the ram into pieces and wash off the internal organs and the legs. Set them alongside the head and the other pieces of the body. Then burn the entire animal on the altar. This is a burnt offering to the Lord. It is a pleasing aroma, a special gift presented to the Lord. Now take the other ram and have Aaron and his sons lay their hands on its head, then slaughter it and apply some of its blood to the right earlobes of Aaron and his sons. Also put it on the thumbs of their right hands and the big toes of their right feet. Splatter the rest of the blood against all sides of the altar. Then take some of the blood from the altar and some of the anointing oil and sprinkle it on Aaron and his sons and on their garments. In this way, they and their garments will be set apart as holy. Since this is the ram for the ordination of Aaron and his sons, take the fat of the ram, including the fat of the broad tail, the fat around the internal organs, the long lobe of the liver, and the two kidneys, and the fat around them, along with the right thigh. 
Then take one round loaf of bread, one thin cake mixed with olive oil, and one wafer from the basket of bread without yeast that was placed in the Lord's presence. Put all these in the hands of Aaron and his sons to be lifted up as a special offering to the Lord. Afterward, take the various breads from the hands and burn them on the altar along with the burnt offering as a pleasing aroma to the Lord, a special gift for him. That was Exodus 29, 1-25 through from the New Living Translation. So you know, over the last few weeks, we talked about how the high priest, in this case Aaron, the first high priest, is a picture or a shadow of the great high priest Jesus. That when we see the high priest, when we see him in his garments, it's a picture of the great high priest to come, which is Jesus. And so as we looked at the process of Aaron, or the high priest, being prepared for ministry, being prepared for his duty, what he was created for, what he was set here on earth to do, we see some similarities to Jesus. The one I want to point out to you guys today is in verse 7. It says, Then anoint him by pouring the anointing oil over his head. And so this was done to Aaron before he stepped into his ministry, before he began to perform his duties as high priest. And I want you to fast forward over a thousand years to right before Jesus was crucified. It says six days before the Passover celebration began, Jesus arrived in Bethany, the home of Lazarus, the man he had raised from the dead. A dinner was prepared in Jesus' honor. Martha served, and Lazarus was among those who ate with him. Then Mary took a 12-ounce jar of expensive perfume made with essence of nard, and she anointed Jesus' feet with it, wiping his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance. John chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. So you see, Jesus is also anointed, much like Aaron was anointed before he was to come and do the ministry that he was called to do, before he was come to be the representative of the people to God. He was anointed. Jesus, before he went to the cross, and before he went to the cross, died for the sins of the world, and rose from the dead, conquering death, he was also anointed. Anointed. But you may say this, you may say, if Jesus is supposed to represent Aaron, if Aaron is supposed to be a picture of Jesus, rather, if Aaron is supposed to point forward to Jesus, how come Jesus doesn't have any of the other things? How come we don't see the sacrifices and the touching of the animals and, and all the stuff with the blood? And I would say, it's very simple. Jesus didn't need the sacrifices. Because he was sinless. See, all these sacrifices were made for the sins of Aaron and his sons. But Jesus was perfect. Jesus was sinless. That's why he could become that perfect sacrifice for us on the cross. On the cross. There's one other thing in that section that really stood out to me. And as I read it for the first time, I thought, wow, that, that, that's kind of like extra weird. It's verse 20. It said this, And then slaughter it, and apply some of the blood to the right ear lobe of Aaron and his sons, and also put it 
on the thumbs of their right hands and the big toes of their right feet. So sacrifice and take the blood and, and literally put the blood on the earlobe of them, of Aaron and his sons. Put it on the thumb of their right hand. So blood on the earlobe, the thumb, and the big toe on the right foot. And as I read that, I thought, what in the world does that mean? And, and it symbolizes something. It symbolizes something for Aaron the high priest and his sons, the priests. It's this. The blood was placed on the ear, the big toe, in the hand, symbolically. And here's what it symbolized. It symbolically sanctified the ear to hear the word of God. The ear to hear the word of God, the hand to do the work of God, and the foot to walk in the way of God. So it was a symbol for the ear to hear the word of God, the hand to do the work of God, and the foot to walk in the way of God. And I thought, isn't that much like Jesus and his sacrifice for us? That in the sacrifice for us, he doesn't symbolically do this, but he gives us the Holy Spirit when we trust him with our lives, when we ask for his forgiveness and turn away from our sin and turn to him. He gives us the Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit is given for us to hear and understand the word of God. It's given us to empower us to do the work of God. And it's given us to help us be free from sin and walk in the way of God. I think Galatians 5, 16-26 says it well. It says this, So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual morality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension and division, envy, drunkenness, and wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of the sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. So Jesus, in his sacrifice on the cross, has made forgiveness available for us. And when we receive that, we receive the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit makes it possible not symbolically possible like that blood did, but to sanctify us, to empower us to hear the word of God, to do the work of God, and to walk in the way of God. Let's pray. God, I pray that we would allow you to let us hear and understand the word, that we would put ourselves where we're reading the word and allow us that understanding. God, I pray that your spirit, even today, would help us to do the work of God 
of you to do your work, God. And that that spirit, we'll be listening to that spirit and let it help us to walk in your ways. In all this we pray in your son's name, Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow as we hop back into God's Word.